0: Welcome to Women's Hot Topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all
1: while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Should Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? If you're a mom out there, you have got to listen to this show. I'm so excited about it. Hey, friends, I'm Sugbury with Women's Hot Topics, and a hot topic we have today is your kids. We're going to get right to it with one of our fabulous uh, authors. She came on today, and I want to have you think about a few things as she speaks. Her name is Sharon Janes. Thank you, Sharon, for coming on the show. I'm excited to be here. You know, friends, one thing is for sure, moms. If you're praying for your child, and this is a quote out of our book, and I really liked it, we will never outlive our prayers that are etched in the heart of God. Think about that. When we lift up prayers for our children, they are etched in the heart of God, and He has not forgotten. I mean, there are even some prayers that I prayed last night and this morning for our two kids. We've got two children; they're grown. They're in their late 30s, um, and Never should you stop praying for your children, even your adult children. And I know that God has not forgotten the ones that I haven't seen answers to. He's already working. His timing is perfect. Um, And so we've got to remember that while our roles and responsibilities change throughout the stages of childhood, through adulthood, one constant remains, your prayers. Let me tell you a little bit about Sharon Jane's. For 10 years, Sharon served as vice president of Proverbs 31 Ministries. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of that ministry. She is the author of 25 books with Harvest House. 25 books? I have trouble even getting one out. I can't <laughs> believe, Sharon, that you've done over 25 books with Harvest House, Moody Publishers, Baker Books, and Thomas Nelson. She has also written numerous magazine articles and devotions for publications such as, maybe you've heard of this small little company, Focus on the Family, one of our favorites, Extraordinary Women, Decision, Crosswalk, and In Touch. Yes, Sharon has been around, and she's someone that we really need to listen to. Sharon is a frequent guest on radio and television programs such as Revive Our Hearts, Family Life Today, Again, focus on the family. Sharon currently writes for Problem 31's Ministries, Encouragement for Today Devotions, and teaches at She Speaks Conference. Her books have been translated into several different languages, including Spanish, Portuguese, Polish, and Korean. Hmm. Friends, we are blessed to have Sharon with us. Again, Sharon, thank you for joining us. You know, I'm going to be honest, Sharon. I came into thinking, um, you know, When you pray for your child from head to toe, that maybe this wouldn't apply to my life or maybe it was mainly for when your children are little of a young age, (laughs) but as mothers are listening here on our show, it doesn't matter how old your kids are. This can apply, I believe, to all ages. And I found your words as I'm reading page by page through your book, so powerful Um, to pray over my own children often i would stop and i would say me too lord i want that for my children too and so would you explain a little bit for us how your book is organized and what readers would expect
0: okay you know it's interesting when um when jesus disciples said lord teach us how to pray And he gave them what we call the Lord's Prayer. And I don't think Jesus meant that just to be a rote prayer that we just repeat and repeat and repeat. But when you look at it, it's really a pattern of prayer. That first we praise God for who he is, we thank him for what he's done, we ask him to keep us safe from temptation we ask for our daily needs, you know, it's just a pattern of prayer. So that's why this book is a a pattern of prayer. You know, we also find this pattern when Paul was writing about putting on the armor of God. When you look at that, it starts with the helmet of salvation, goes all the way down to the feet. So a pattern of prayer, we're going to start with the mind, we're going to pray different areas all the way down to that child's feet we'll go through those areas in just a minute but a pattern of prayer really helps us to stay focused I and mean, we don't know about you shook but sometimes when i'm praying sometimes i i get distracted and i think oh i need to call this person that's oh sorry lord sorry lord and i get back to praying and it's just hard to 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 stay focused sometimes when i'm praying but when we have this pattern of prayer that we're going to talk about it really helps us to stay focused and i want to say this too as we're praying over these different areas the prayers are scripture so we'll have a scripture and then we're going to pray that scripture in, covering that person um, with God's word. Because I don't, you know, as parents, sometimes we don't know what to pray. But when we pray the word of God, we are praying the will of God and we know that's where the power is. So that's kind of the pattern of prayer that we're talking about.
1: You know, I'm going to rephrase that, not rephrase it, repeat it. When you pray the word of God you're praying the will of God. And don't Mm -hmm. we always want to know what is God's will? And it's in his word. Um, I want to get really basic if we can, Sharon, for a minute. There's some listeners who might've just tuned in. They're having struggles with their kids, or maybe they have a wayward child, or maybe there's something going on in their life. They don't even understand what prayer is. What is prayer? Prayer is simply just talking to God and listening to God. I think as
0: Christians, sometimes we think it's just talking. you just just throwing them up, throwing them up. But it's also listening to God. That's a big, big part of prayer. And as Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer that I just mentioned, praying for God's power and his will to be on earth as it is in heaven. So when we are praying, we're actually praying that. We're praying that God's, we are opening the storehouse of heaven, praying that God's will will be on earth in that person um, as it is in heaven. Uh, prayer is not i want to say this it's not a way of gaining control over anyone to whip them into shape and be the people that we want them to be prayer is actually relinquishing control and saying i don't know what's best for this person i you know god you are the potter they're the clay i'm not the potter and it's really re- relinquishing control praying god's word over someone so that god can he will be make those children and that me the men and women that god wants them to be so it's not a means of gaining control it's not listen it's not a way of twisting god's arm to get him to do what we want him to do scripture says that god's love for us is lavish lavish, that's a huge word. He wants to give us these blessings, but he also wants us to ask. That's how he set it up. I will tell you, I don't understand it fully, but I do know that this is the way that God has set it up, that he wants us to pray, he wants us to ask, and he wants us to lavish us with his blessings.
1: I just love the way you speak and the way you write. It just gives me such peace. Listeners, I hope you have that same feeling when you're listening. And I know some of you have tuned in um, out of desperation. Um, You know, I need help. I don't know what to do. Uh, You know, I got to tell you, when you have a baby and you're looking at this beautiful baby and as your child grows, I tell you, you get closer and closer and closer to the floor in prayer, especially (laughs) as they grow older. And so what would you say and what have you learned is one of the top concerns parents have today concerning their children? I don't know that I could go one just top concern um, there are
0: so many concerns that, honestly, you and I have children that are about the same age that we didn't have to worry about so much when our kids were coming up, but we know that that kids and parents are concerned about the culture that they live in and that they'll be drawn away from the, from the biblical teaching and drawn into the culture. That's probably a good way to sum it up, but let's look at some specifics. What kids are worried about and what their parents are worried about, school shootings, we didn't have to think about that, you know, when we were raising our kids. 51 school shootings last year. There've been 167 since 2018. And I thought, when do we start counting that? So there's so many that's going on there. What, and this is huge, what they're being exposed to on the internet. Again, this whole generation here is being so much affected by what they see on the screen. You know, we used to worry about what they're hearing on the playground, what they're hearing on the school bus, what what teenagers are hearing from with each other. But now they're comparing themselves to everyone all around the whole world. They've got access to everything all the time. And so it's not just where they are physically, but what they're doing in the privacy of, of their own room on their screen time, that is a huge concern with kids. Um, they're also, kids are worried about molestation. They're worried about, I mean, right now, currently, wars. I mean, a child is hearing, a young child is hearing about a war that's going on in Israel. They don't know how far Israel is, and they're wondering, can that happen to me? They're seeing things on television. They're hearing adults talk about it. And here's another one, depression. Depression has just soared um, with adolescents and um, young teens. So many cases of depression and suicide is the leading cause of death for adolescents and teens between the ages of 17 to 24. So looking at that, so much that is going on with their kids today is all out war for the hearts and souls of our kids.
1: And, And parents are worried about that. There is multiple um, things that we need to be praying for, for our children to cover them from head to toe, which is what your book says. Um, You know, there's a section that you talked about where pressing through when you feel worn out, and I'm going to read something that you had written that just was powerful. You said, praying for our children does not mean they won't struggle. Often it is through that struggle that God does some of his most amazing work. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that we are calling on him to miraculously work in the process. We are petitioning him for wisdom as we parent and seeking his presence, power and protection. Friends, you know what, It, it just saddens me that Christians have forgotten the power that they have in Jesus Christ through prayer. I mean, we can move mountains um, from here to there with faith the size of a mustard seed. So I want you guys to remember that. Don't pray from a, a, a place of weakness. Where would you recommend we pray from? What stance should we pray from, Sharon? You know, we're talking about these difficulties that kids
0: are going through, the parents are worried about, and and these are circumstances that are in the world, but I want to take you a little bit deeper than that because it's so easy to just look on the surface of what's going on, but Mm -hmm. here's what Paul tells us. Paul tells us in that same scripture talking about putting on the armor of God, he says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, against rulers against authorities against the powers of this dark world against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms so this is not just a physical battle that we have for our kids It is a spiritual battle so if you're fighting a spiritual battle you need to use spiritual weapons that's why we're using prayer in the word of god to fight this battle now here's another verse that that paul wrote in second corinthians he said though we live in the world we do not wage world war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world on the contrary now listen to this on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, let's look at those, that, those words, divine power. In the, the Greek, which was the original language of the New Testament, Testament that word is dynamos. And it's where we get the English word dynamite. Now, how do you have dynamite? You have nitrogen, you have glycerin, you bring them together, boom, you've got dynamite. So where does our dynamite power come from? the word of God in prayer and when you put those two together you have dunamos power dynamite power that's the kind of power that we have when we pray and we also know James says that the prayer of a righteous person accomplishes much or availeth much and you might be listening and think Well, I don't think I'm a very righteous person, so I'm not sure my prayers have a whole lot of power. But listen, scripture tells us if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior and and Lord, then God considers you righteous. You're righteous because of Jesus Christ. So he is talking about you, my friend, that you've got that kind of power uh, through your prayer. And man, when we bring God's word into prayer, it's just all that more powerful dynamite
1: dunamis power. That's what God has given us. And it is such a privilege to have. Isn't it? It's such a joy. Now, I just want to pause on on something you said just for a minute here. Um, A righteous person. And I know just like Sharon had said, I'm not righteous. She had shared. It's when you have Jesus Christ in you. It's Jesus that gives you that righteousness. When God looks at you face to face, what is he going to see? He's going to see Jesus in you. And that's what gives you that righteousness. Friends, I want you to understand one fact. You can pray all you want. But if you don't believe in what you're praying and who you're praying to, you're no better than the waves being tossed back and forth in the sea. Friends, I want you to know in order for your power in prayer to happen and to reach God's ears is through the Holy Spirit and you invite Jesus into your life, um, say yes to him. And if you have never done that before, it's not my words, it's your words. It's Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm at the end of my rope. I need help. I invite you to come into my heart. I invite you to lead my life. Show me my way, Lord. Forgive me for my sins and help me to turn toward you. And it's as simple as that, friends. He will then send the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of you. And when he lives in you, he guides you. He comforts you. He does so many more magnificent things. I did one show completely on the Holy Spirit. Um, but it is power and that's where the power comes from that Sharon Jane is talking about is that power of the Holy Spirit working and living through you but you first need to have Jesus in your heart and invite him in your soul amen
0: and I want to say too that I know there's a, a a lot of talk about how much faith we have to have and and some people are concerned that their prayers aren't effective because they don't have enough faith. And I've loved that story in the Bible where this man has taken his son who is, he's he's demon possessed actually, and he takes him to some people to heal him, disciples actually, they couldn't do it. And then Jesus comes up and he takes him, this son to Jesus. And he says, if you can do anything, he says that to Jesus, please help us. And Jesus said, if I can, he said, all things are possible for him who believes. And then that man, he's so honest. And I think this is what we would say many times. And he said, I do believe, but please help my unbelief. And then Jesus, with that profession, he did heal that man's son. He didn't have a whole lot of faith. And listen, we don't have to have necessarily um, a perfect faith. We just have to have a present faith. And he had a present faith. He had just a little bit of faith, just as you mentioned, shook a a mustard seed of faith. And God healed his son. So, you know, don't get get caught up in the the feeling that you don't have enough faith. You just need a little bit.
1: You know, as part of that story, too, and one of the other Gospels, he says um, that the disciples were puzzled. How come we couldn't heal this person? And Jesus said, some things can only be done through prayer. And that's where I I just don't sell yourself short. Oftentimes, uh Sharon, I'll hear people say, Well, all I can do is pray. Well, hello, that's your go-to, that's your number <laughs> one, that's where the power is, girl. Yeah. And so it starts with prayer. It starts with that power. If Jesus prayed, why wouldn't we pray? Because that's where the power comes from. Amen. Um, let's get into some of the meat of the book, if we may. Um I think what's really exciting is now you've received Christ. Now you have that power living in you to pray for your child. Um, And you basically are praying for your child from head all the way down to the feet. Um, Tell me, it starts with the mind is how you start your book out. Absolutely. would you explain what that means to our listeners
0: I, I will explain this and i want to say this before we do shug mm-hmm. it takes me sometimes longer to explain it than it does to actually do it so as we're talking about this and we're going through these 16 different landmarks you know it'll probably take you about five to seven minutes a day to pray through each of these um so we're going to start at the top as you said we're going to start with the mind and why do we start with the mind because what we think about is what will determine what we are about. And what we think about determines our actions. I think so many times as parents, we try to to pray about certain behaviors or circumstances with our children. But here's something very important. We cannot act differently than we think. So we're gonna start with the thinking. The Bible says in Romans, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that's an example of a scripture that we're going to be praying. And then we're going to stop and pray that for our children. Lord, I pray that my child will not be conformed to the pattern of this world. I pray that he or she will be transformed by the renewing of of their mind with the truth of God's word. So praying that in, remember, you can't act differently than you think. This is true for us. This is true for anyone we're praying for. We're going to pray and start with the mind and what those thoughts are. Then we're going to move down to the eyes. This is what they look at. Again, it's it's very different what you see and what you look at. We can't help what we see sometimes, but we can certainly make a choice in what we decide to look at. So we're going to be praying for their eyes. Again, praying scripture, all scripture, all 16 for 30 days. Then we're going to pray for their ears, what they listen to. Again, listening to and hearing two different things. We know that if they listen to the wrong voice, they're going to make the wrong choice. So we're going to make sure we're praying about what and who they are listening to. This is people. This is social media. This is just out in the world in general. So we're praying for the mind. Then we're praying for the eyes and the ears, what's entering their mind through these two portals. Now we're going to pray for their mouth and this is praying for the words that we speak we know that the gospel the bible tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue right so we're going to be praying about the words that they speak. but speak but shook i want to say that as we're praying for words that our children speak we got to remember you know monkey see monkey do monkey do the same as you right so simple but so true because what they see us doing what they hear us doing is is Mm -hmm. what they're going to do so we can pray for their words but they're going to watch and listen to us, and they're going to repeat what they hear us say. If we're negative, they're going to be negative. If we complain, they're going to complain. If we are full of praise and joy, that's what they're going to mimic too. So just remember that as we're praying. So we're praying for their mouth, my mouth the words they speak, and then we're praying for their neck. Now, the neck is referred to in the Bible a lot as being stiff-necked or, or turning the head. So we are, when we pray for their neck, we're praying for the decisions that they're making, what is turning their head um, to make those decisions. We know that um, decisions determine destinies and choices create histories, right? And that is whether we're talking about world history or we're talking about our own personal history. So we're praying for those choices. I mean, sure, don't you wish that sometimes we just automatically did what God wants us to do all the time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Amen. But like, it's not God didn't <laughs> set it up that way. When He no, created he Adam and Eve in the garden, he gave us the gift of choice. So they've got choices to make. We've got choices to make. And those choices get a lot more complicated as they get older. And then we're going to go down to the shoulders. And the shoulders are their burdens and worries. And we've touched on that al- already. That And children start worrying at a very early age. Anyway, I was talking to my, my niece's little four-year-old who'd just gotten a guinea pig. And I said, well, I got a guinea pig when I was five years old. And then she started like... Well, did it die? I mean, what happened to him? And do guinea pigs go to heaven? And all of a sudden, all these worries from this little four-year-old. And I thought, it starts so early. So we're going to be praying for those wor- worries. And we know the worries get bigger as they do. Test grades, am I too small? Am I too big? Do I have friends? Um, bullying, natural disasters, pandemics, the list goes on and on. And we can't prevent them from worrying, but we can pray that they know what to do with those worries. Cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares mm. for you. Yeah, so we're to get to the shoulders.
1: Um, before we get to that, uh, women, this is a reminder for ourselves. I mean, everything she's talking about, you can pray for yourself as well. Uh, your mind, your eyes, you know, what turns your head, your words. Um, it, it, because just like you said, Sharon, your children are watching you. It's amazing how much they're watching you. And then they're going to be standing out different than the world. If they're filled with love, if they're filled with praise, if they're filled with the Holy Spirit, um, then they will look different to the world. And they will see what the difference is that you're talking about. And I love how important it is that we not only pray for our kids, but ladies, pray for yourself too. Right. I was watching a, um, a
0: commentary on anxiety in children, and they said clearly that one of the best ways to help your children not be anxious is to deal with yourself first and not have anxiety in your own heart and soul because they're they're watching so that's very important
1: show you know when i was reading your words and and ladies keep in mind this is a 30 day so every day you're praying for their mind for their eyes for their words for their throat you know etc uh, or their neck and and it's a 30 day it's a, a repetition every single day you get into practice and when you, you know, they say that it becomes a habit when you've done something for 30 days. So I hope you don't just stop at that 30 days, but you continue (laughs) to go around and around, continue for your children as well. Uh, But very good points, thank you. Okay, so Uh, we ended, I think next, now we have the shoulders, right?
0: Well, we had the shoulders that was stress and worries. They're going to give oh, yeah. their mm-hmm. burdens to the Lord. And then mm-hmm. we go down to the heart mm-hmm. and we're praying for who and what they love. Um, I love Augustine wrote, what we love is what we are. So we're going to be praying that. Again, we're praying scripture, not my opinions or my words. Uh, we're going to be praying for their back. This is their spiritual and physical protection. We're going to pray for their arms. And all through the Bible, we see that God's strength is personified with his arms, the strong arm of God. So we're going to be praying for their physical, emotional, and spiritual strength. We're going to pray for their hands. This is the their God-given gifts and talents that they'll discover what they are and then they'll develop them to to honor God with that, with purpose. And then we're going to pray for their ring finger. We're from the time our children are born, for me, the most important thing I one of the most important things I prayed for was, was the future spouse because we know that The most important decision they will ever make is answer the question, who is Jesus? And to decide who Jesus is for them and to become a Christian and give their life to the Lord. Second most important decision if they choose to marry is who that spouse is going to be. So we're praying for that ring finger as well. Again, praying scripture and praying for that person that we we don't even know yet. So that's exciting, isn't it? And speaking about praying for other people, we're going to be praying for their side and that is the influential relationships they have um, with other people as they walk side by side through life and sugar i want to say this too i became a christian through a praying mother however it was not my mother Um, i was Mm. raised in a very difficult home there was a lot of alcohol there was a lot of fighting physically verbally Mm -hmm, i grew up terrified as a little girl um, but there was a woman on the next block for me, uh, Mrs. Henderson. She was my best friend's mom, little red-headed Wanda and red-headed Mrs. Henderson. And when I was 12 years old, I began to spend time down at the Henderson's home, and I watched what a marriage was supposed to be like. Uh, eventually, I trusted her enough to tell her what was going on in my home, even though I suspect she probably figured that out with the bruises and cuts that my moms would, my mom would have sometimes. And um, she prayed for me. She started Bible study in our neighborhood for, for adolescents, teenagers. And when I was 14, she sat me down and asked me if I was ready to accept Christ. And she told me about a heavenly, I wanted a daddy who loved me so bad, oh, yeah. um, but she told me that I had a heavenly father who loved me. And so I became a Christian through Miss Henderson, through a praying mama that was not my own. Now here's the icing on the cake. And uh, three years later, my mama gave her life to Jesus. Awesome. And then three years after that, my daddy, that bad, bad Leroy Brown, baddest man in the whole town, oh gosh, um, he gave his life to Jesus and became one of the sweetest Ooh. people I've ever known. So look at that miracle that happened because there was a praying mother who was praying for someone who was not her own child. So I want to cr- encourage everyone listening, as you are praying for your children And I think the tendency is, and I had to catch myself in this so much when Stephen was little, is to pray that he will be just surrounded with Christians all the time. But if that had been that mother's prayer, um, I would not have come to Christ through her anyway. It would have have come a different way. But she um, welcomed me in her home and um, prayed me to the kingdom. So we're going to pray for those people. We're going to pray for those people that they're coming in contact and every time someone come came in contact and still today, um, in a relationship with my son, I see that as God has put them in my path. So we're going to be praying for other children who God puts in our path. Amen. Absolutely. That's a big one.
1: <laughs> Great story. I yeah. love that. That's an awesome story. And you can just see generations to come can be impacted friends through your prayers. Absolutely. Uh, so now we've talked about the side. What is next?
0: Well, then we're going to pray for their spirituality. Um, this is huge right now. We're praying for their their spiritual. Um, they are praying for sexual purity for our children, and we're also praying that there will not be will not be any gender confusion for our children. And this is a huge concern, you know, right now with that with parents. So we're going to be praying for that. And listen, we're not praying. My opinion. My opinion is not here at all. We are simply praying
1: scriptures straight from the word of God.
0: So you can be assured of that. It's so
1: refreshing because you don't see that very often. A lot of times people put their own opinion in there. And so thank you for going right to the word of God.
0: Yeah. Going right to the word. Then we're going to pray for their legs. And this is their stand for truth. Because we know that if we don't stand for truth, we're on very shaky ground. And the truth, of course, is God's word. And, you know, what was illegal before is now legal what was wrong is now right Um, it's constantly changing this cultural relativism that uh, nothing is people are asking the same question that Pilate asked what is truth well there's only one truth and that truth is the word of god so we're going to pray that our children will stand on the word of god and stand on truth so as the cultural idea of right and wrong legal illegal changes they will have a, a strong stand and know where to go because and this is one sentence i actually wrote it better that i can say it so i'm going to read this to you it says if we do not stand on the truth the world becomes a confusing place the undertow of uncertainty can pull them out to sea with the riptide of questions and sifting tides of change so we want to pray that they have a firm stand then we're going to pray for their knees this is their relationship with god that they'll humble themselves before god and that they'll make that decision to follow christ at an early age and then we're going to pray for their feet. We're all the way down to the feet. And this is, we're praying for the path that they take. That's the path they take today and tomorrow and all the way through life. You know, so there you have it, head to toe, just like I the armor it. of God, starting at the top
1: and going to the feet. It's so creative. And you know what I love is you had an illustration in your book about a truck going up and down the same road. Would you share that story with us?
0: And this goes back to the mind. Um, and this is this illustration is about a, a, a truck that has our mind. We have these thought patterns, and in, in our brain, this is it's interesting because this is a scriptural principle, but it's also a physiological principle. So this has come scientists have proved this that when we have certain thoughts, it's like a truck going down a road just automatically, time and time again, and they're ruts. And after a while, honestly you don't even have to hold on to the steering wheel that truck will just automatically just go down that road on its own and that's what happens in our brain when we have certain thoughts that go in our brain and for women one of the things I love teaching about is is how to overcome the lies with the truth and we can start believing these lies and telling ourselves lies over and over again and the way we stop that is we we reject the lie and replace it with truth Now, what happens with with, as we're praying for the mind, we're actually praying for neurological pathways. I don't mean to get really scientific on you, but listen, it is a scientific physiological process that we have neurological pathways that are like that truck making those ruts in our brain. And we automatically think a certain way because we've done it all our lives. But then when we start renewing our mind with the truth, That's why Romans, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when you start renewing your mind with the truth, you know what you're doing? You're taking that truck off that road with the ruts and you're putting it on a new road to make new ruts, except the difference with these ruts is they're based on truth and the word of God. So automatically what happens is we're not basing our our thought life, our patterns on lies, but We're now basing them on truth. And what happens, the renewing of the mind? Well, science costs that we're changing
1: our neurological pathways. So you got the idea pathways. So we're changing that. It's so true because I work with inmates inside a prison and we mentor them six months prior to release and up to one year after their release. And as you mentor them, you're, what you're doing is that you're exactly what you're saying, is that you're helping them realize, here's my options in life. Here are my choices. What happens if you decide to do this choice or what happens if you decide to do this choice to get their mind out of that rut, that criminogenic thinking, that that pattern that they used to always do, what triggers them, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you just hit that right on the head when it comes to situations like that. And this can apply to all of us, friends. Um, you know, at the end of your book, I really enjoyed the end because you talked about prayers for the sick to be healed, prayers for salvation for the not yet decided prayers for the prodigal to return hey friends i know you got wayward children out there i know you're struggling this chapter was so wonderful as it as it discusses the wayward kids the prodigal to return and then when feeling discouraged or depressed like you had said it's so rampant in our society so don't just go through the 30 days you got to get to the end of that too because mm-hmm. it applies to everyone who's reading it thank you for yes. putting that together yeah. And I want to say something
0: that you mentioned at the very beginning of our discussion today is, I know there's someone listening and and you've been praying, you've been praying for this child, you've been praying for this prodigal, praying for this adult child, and maybe you're so discouraged because you just don't see a lot of a lot happening. And you're wondering, God, are you even listening to me? Well, Mm -hmm. here's one thing I want to assure you, Jesus said, my father is always working. And even though we may not see him working, he is always working behind the scenes. And something I said in another book, previous book, was God will always make the pain of our meanwhile worthwhile, and God is working in that child's life, and and Sugar, you and I both know that. Some of the most powerful work that God has done in our lives is during times of struggle. I mean, it's not during times when we're comfortable and everything's going great. It is during those times of struggle. So if your child is struggling, please know that God is working. And I love the the story of Joseph in the Bible for many reasons. But one thing I love about Joseph is, you know, God gave him this dream that he was, his family was going to one day bow down to him. And it was a pretty nice future that he dreamed about. But what happened next? he was sold into slavery he was a slave he was accused of attempted rape he was thrown into prison and those 17 years there and it says each time and god was with him and god was with him and god was with him and finally that vision or dream that he had did come true but i don't think that 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 joseph felt like oh this is great god is really working in my life but god was working through every one of those steps to make him into the man that he wanted him to be. So when we see our kids struggling, know that God is working. It's not, he's not aloof, that he is doing something amazing for the end product of what that man or woman is going to be.
1: Mm, That just gives all of us peace on our hearts to know that God is with us, friends. Um, Thank you so much, Sharon James, for coming on the show um, friends, if you would like to look her up, you'd like to find out more about her, go to Sharon Janes, J A Y N E S dot com. Sharon, S H A R O N J A Y N E S dot com. And I know many of you ask, okay, Shug, what's your real name? It's Sharon, <laughs> so that's a good Is way it? for you to remember it. Oh, good. So SharonJanes.com, dot com. Um, find her book; it's an amazing book. I really enjoyed it. And um, Sharon, could you please kindly pray us out. It would be an honor.
0: Yes. Lord, we thank you so much for this time that we can spend together. We thank you for the technology that allows this to happen and for us to speak to to people all over the world and share the gospel with people all over the world. I pray for all the parents that are listening, that they will not give up, that they will see that they have power from on high to pray for your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven for the glo- globally and for their children i pray that they will be encouraged today that you will give them um, just encourage them some way to let them see that their prayers are making a difference in their child's life we thank you lord that you have given us the privilege of shaping and molding not just a child but an eternal soul and we pray lord that you will continue to prompt us to pray when when we need to let us know lord that we have divine power to demolish strongholds.
1: And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, friends. Um, if you want to find out more about Sharon, we'll have a link for her on our website as well at himforher.org. H-I-M number four her.org. And please come find us there as well. My name is Shugbury Burry with Women's Hot Topics. You know I love you. Over and out. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed the show. I can't believe you found us in the myriad of podcasts that are out there. Could you please do us a favor here at Women's Hot Topics with Sugbury? Could you please like, subscribe, write a review? Hopefully it's gonna be a positive one. And we have got some great shows coming up. Why do you have to do this? Is because it lifts us up out of the myriad of podcasts to the top. And that's where God is. And that's where I wanna be. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over in doubt.